The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, welcome to the break. Today is just Nick, Dave, and I. Eagleton is just too busy for us today, but that's okay. We can manage the show without him. Now, let's just <laughs> give. Okay. No. What? K. 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 It's been one of those weeks. Yeah, when I mean, you know, when everybody's. You, when you win a game to put you on the cusp of a division title, everybody's got to have a meeting, it seems like. It's been, it's been everything you could think of this week, but it's been almost there. It's been pretty hectic. Which, by the way, if we don't get into it, this is actually our last show of the week. So if you do want to throw some predictions out there. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Did you read my notes, Nick? No, I didn't. I, I handed it to you. <laughs> I'll be here, though. I'll be here tomorrow. You, you will, be, joint there will be a joint show Just, tomorrow. I'm excited. I don't. I haven't done radio with Brian since the draft show, I think. So. Aw. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about this show. This show is a, is a big deal, too. Aww, <laughs> hey. so oh, I know cute. that. I just... No, this is uh, Dave Hellman's last show ever in his 20s. It's true. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, about big day. What, 12 more hours? 12 more hours Gets of youth before it's all dirty over. Dirty tomorrow. Dirty 30, baby. Big day. No, it's not. But, but yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm not, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not I mean, freaking yeah, out. Maybe. I'm not freaking <laughs> out. I'm freaking out a little bit, but it's cool. You'll be fine. Just one day. Well. Brian wasn't he he was kind of depressed a little bit yesterday was it yes yesterday, yesterday. it's been birthday week yesterday. for us here getting yeah. older getting older sucks man you know 55 brought us yeah age is just a number but when the number starts getting ha- ha- larger you're just like this kind of sucks and and by the way amber went you went to what 23 24 whatever uh, this week uh, last weekend so it's yeah, been, been a week of birthdays mickey brian our whole staff was born in december it seems like Derek. Yep. Nice. Good times. Anyway. Sagittarius people. All right. Well, I wanted to get into a, a little quick update on the injuries and some of the guys we still had, Tavon Austin and Sean Lee practicing again. And was Zeke back at practice? Zeke was back at practice. That's, I mean, purely a maintenance situation. Yes. I mean, I, he had a stinger in the game. He said he's fine. The, Zach Martin. The dude had 40 touches and yeah. they're going to. No, and Zach is, Zach Zach is not out. back, which. Not playing. It doesn't. It's not trending that way. Um, you know, again, he's in that class of guy that doesn't need practice. I trust that he could suit up if he felt it, but not not even to see him at practice on Thursday of game week it does not seem like a good sign um, for anybody. So something to watch, but I'm it's, starting it's to a, feel like it might. And it's be. such a healthy lead. I mean, three game cushion, right? Pretty much, and and you look around. I mean. Philadelphia doesn't know if they're going to play Carson Wentz this week. Even yeah, though they just that's, got a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, you can't. I get it. Like, you can't afford to think of this as like, well, it's you know, it's okay if we throwaway game. But yeah, but no need to rush your best player out there if he's not ready for it uh, in this situation. I will say this though, I I um I don't think Tavon Austin. If I had to guess, I don't think he's going to play. Um, he is back to practice now. They called it limited on uh, Wednesday. 
probably will be a limited here. And just listening to him in the locker room, I mean, he that didn't sound. He, like he didn't it. sound like he, he called. I mean, it sounded like Garrett. He was like, "It's a process, and we're still working on it." Things and just seeing him a little bit of practice today. He wasn't working with that first group. He was kind of working with more of the practice squad guys, second, you know, wave of of group. But um, and that's if I, I don't want to misquote him, but he was telling reporters like his muscle like kind of came off, off the, the bone. bone. Yeah, I heard off the bone. I heard off the I bone kinda, and kind of turned and went the other way. Yeah, that's which those are types of things that typically require surgery. Which you think about it, there was. When he got hurt, there was kind of some debate about whether he needed to go to IR, and they opted not to. So, you know, and we we have fun with Tavon. He likes to dance and all that. But, like, I mean, if his muscle was coming off the bone, right. that's, that's pretty severe thing. He's been to work. back on the bone for a while, though. Yeah, no, it, it had. been bad to the bone. I'm just saying there's a difference between, you know, dancing at practice yeah. and running in an NFL football game. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play. a huge difference. Not the way he dances. It's a pretty big difference. It like- it's a pretty big difference between... I mean, I, I dance at practice, as as y'all like to note, and I definitely am not uh, Pretty different moves, though. Yeah, mine are better. <laughs> um... I just I wouldn't Debatable, be surprised. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. That's a long that's a long process. And yeah, I mean, three limited practices might not Ooh. be enough to get you back from a nine week absence. I've got one for y'all too. David Irving not at practice. Nope, not at practice. Continue the streak. I, I wanted to talk about him real quick, but before we why? Because again, yes, we we know mm-hmm. what it is right now, which is we don't know. Yeah. basically, we but, know that we but don't. But people know. keep asking about him, so just. Again, a quick update yeah. for, for everyone that keeps asking about David Irving. When is he coming back? As of right now, I mean, the expectation is nothing. It's yeah. like, we'll see him if it's on the field ever I think I think again. there are people in the building that kind of expected this almost. Um, he, he's got so much going on in his life. You know, you're not getting paid. But if you come back, can you get hurt? You still get paid. It, it, it's there's something weird going on because it, yeah high ankle sprain I get it but all these other injuries that we talked about the guys are there they're traveling Travis Frederick's been at every game Lee's gone going to every game it's a different thing going on for sure um, but he hasn't been here he hasn't been here at all and also what I mean there's no doubt what is the tightest knit group in in the D line D line the Hot Boys they got their own name got their logo they got do they want him back. I mean, that's the question that I have. I mean, yeah, they would want a great player back or a good player who can be great, but the you know these other guys are playing so well that they're they're all in. They have bought all into this thing, and here's a guy that's not there. And if he comes back, you you would you would think it would just be because there's playoff yeah. and playoff money to be to be had. Yeah, no, I think they would want him back. They probably yeah, like there's probably some. I would bet they're aggravated, but. I remember DeMar- Demarcus Lawrence would love to have a guy of his caliber eating up attention that he yeah. can take advantage of, I'm sure. I remember at the beginning of the season when we were back at training camp, somebody over in that area was telling me a story of like the relationship or dynamic with the whole David Irving situation where, yes, David Irving, a very talented guy, he has it in him. But as far as the attitude and what he's bringing and, and the effort that he's making, it's not there. And someone told me that Sean Lee had had a conversation with him and Sean Lee was very upset and it just all the teammates were just and when you have that it affects everything and you don't necessarily you don't want someone that's kind of sharing the victory with you that's not really putting in the work when you're out here sweating every day and well because a guy like Karan Reed or Daniel Ross let's say is inactive for a game 
They've been busting their butt through this winning streak and winning some games and helping them and, and playing pretty well, playing a role. And then, you know, if somebody were to come, let's say he comes back and, you know, one of those guys would, would be inactive. Um, it's a business. That's the way it goes. You, you got to get your best player. And, and as Tyrone Crawford said a few weeks ago, could anyone come back with not practice and just play well and contribute? And he said, yeah, David can. Yeah. So he's a freak. Which, yeah, he's a freak, and, and you're gonna play those guys. But and it's the same. It's the exact same conversation we've had a million times. You know, is is David Irving the right kind of guy in the pure sense of like what Jason Garrett talks about? Not really. Like he's got he want he he's an actor. He's in commercials. He's <laughs> he is an eccentric guy. Like he does not eat, breathe, and sleep and sweat football like Sean Lee. He doesn't, and I I think David Irving would admit that. I don't. I'm not yeah. trying yeah. to talk trash yeah, yeah. on him, uh, but he's a freak. He's a freak, and that's how that like line one is. Are you a freak when it comes to being a football player? Like that's line one, and then the rest of that always falls into place behind it. Uh, and that's I mean that's why you put up with it. It's a weird situation, but if he does make his way back, they sure as hell could use him when these games get more meaningful in the playoffs. Uh, but again, like next year, you're not no, and, taking and that's, your chances it's, again. It's, this was his his other chance. They've already done this with him twice. It, it would shock me to see him get any type of long-term I had a, deal here. I had a coach on this staff tell me that he was, a, he was just a little bit, you know, just a few months away from just back in the truck, you know, back yeah. and just loading up the cash. He, he was going to get one of the biggest deals there is if he has a gr- really good year this year. He, he was going to get, you know, want to be one of the highest paid defensive tackles. Now he will probably be, um, he will, he will, you know, try to get his life in order in the offseason. I doubt the Cowboys re-sign him, um, but it'll probably be a minimum deal. Or And if they if the Cowboys do, it would probably be another one-year situation. One-year situation, but I don't think anybody in the league would do anything more than that. I can't imagine that they would so, based on the last, you know. It's too bad. Year and change. That is so sad. It makes me so sad when you see someone that just he has it. He was born with the freaking talent and he just unable to use it. And the another thing is... that makes me sad is like Rico gathers when you see someone uh, different, different yeah. thing little, because it's, it, it, it's very different. But I'm saying Rico gathers has the size, yeah. and in when you look at that size, how much you can utilize a guy like him. And we talked yesterday about using the tight ends and in the red zone and all that. And I kept receiving questions. So I thought maybe we bring it up once again, mm-hmm. as far as the red zone go goes. And after seeing the, how the tight ends played last weekend, would you want to consider using them in the red zone, somehow getting them involved and trying to get the ball to them and possibly cashing in on this. You know, I think he's the best option down there for, for that. If you're, if you're going to really focus on a tight end, cause I think he's one guy that can go up and get the football and, you know, he, he presents a mismatch for you. Um, now you can't have a missed assignment on, on blocking and, and, you know, you can't, that's not a good place for a penalty. So, I mean, um, or a missed block, or missed block, or anything like that. But you decide to run the ball down there, right? But do you think the the Cowboys are kind of moving on from this? Because at the beginning of the season, we saw how many opportunities they gave Rico in the uh, red zone, and it just never really worked out for them. And then eventually, we saw that kind of fade out and disappear. I mean, one thing has been pretty clear, and I hate saying this, but if a guy's 
wide open either in the end zone or streaking for the end zone, that's not Dak's favorite pass. That's just not what he's going to He's going to overthrow Rico, which is hard to do. You have to hit a banner to overthrow him. <laughs> he's overthrown Gallup or underthrown a couple times. So wide open going to the end zone, that's not his thing. But I say that because Rico, he was open a couple of times down there. And I mean, yeah, was that New York, the bad overthrow in the back of the end zone? It feels like 2015. I mean, it really, yeah. That game against the Giants. A long time ago. Yeah. I think it was New York or maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Second game. So. But uh, hey, maybe maybe give it another try. They, they need see. to try some things down there. This is a good time to re- And it you know. seems like Dak's passes are getting a little better. Typically. Typically, you see just in general. Typically, you see signs <laughs> of those trends before they appear. You know, like you could see even before he started making plays, you could see Michael Gallup's snaps trending upward, and you could see them trying to do more with him. And I don't get that sense from Rico. Like I don't get the sense that they're trying to incorporate him on some no, I, new I level. Agree. If it, I mean, if anything, Jarwin and and Schultz. Yeah, I don't know that. They're not really big enough that I think of them as these like drastic red zone mismatch guys, but I do think based on their success in this last game, I bet we'll see more of them in these last three weeks. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, let's dive into the Colts defense. Dave is going to give us a pretty cool report, hopefully. (laughs) Thanks for that vote of confidence. (laughs) If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the second segment of the break. It's a good point Dave just made. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that was... Our off-the-air conversation. We've never had an off-the-air conversation like that. That was good. (laughs) They're pretty good. Now, let's hope this report is good, but not so good at the same time. What do you got to say about this Colts (laughs) defense? This is easy, AG, because 
if you've ever watched the Cowboys play defense, then you got it. It's over. It's the same thing. Same thing. Matt Eberflus. Where did he coach? <laughs> Dallas. He was yep. Dallas. He was. Ba- he was. I mean, just like Chris Richard is the defensive coordinator, sort of behind the scenes. Eberflus was the same guy here. He was a passing game coordinator. He helped put the game plan together and let Rod Marinelli worry about the rushman. So this, I mean, this is four three Tampa two stuff. Obviously, I mean, the personnel is a little bit different, but this is the same stuff. Uh, Freeney's not there anymore. Freeney. No, no. Freeney's not there. Mathis isn't there. Gary Brackett's not there anymore. That's all I really know. (laughs) Gary Brackett was one of my faves. Like Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders would have been a Hall of Famer if he could stay on the field. Um, You have a pretty good young rookie linebacker. They they do well. Okay, all right. Do your thing. No, I mean (laughs) it's it's the same thing. Uh, They're stout against the run. They're eighth in run defense. Uh, They're. Not quite as good as the Cowboys against the pass. They're not quite as they're they're a little bit they're not as good by just a little bit. Twenty three points per game instead of eighteen. Uh, you know, fifteenth against the pass instead of oh, I think the Cowboys are sixth right now or something like that. Um, but they want to get pressure with their front. They have athletic linebackers and a young secondary full of draft picks. Does that sound pretty familiar? Uh, Darius Leonard is the guy. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's a second-round pick. I think he was the 59th pick or somewhere around there. You guys loved him on the draft show. Brian Brian was absolutely in love with him. Uh, and Dane did, too. Da- yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, you're, yeah, they're smart guys. Uh, Garrett, Garrett told us that he was like, it's absolutely no surprise to us that Matt Eberflus wanted this guy because uh, he just fits what this defense is for. Uh, he's super athletic. He's a tackling machine. 135, 135 tackles. He leads the entire NFL as a rookie and not a first round pick. Uh, that's that's unbelievable to me, which and I didn't know this because, again, I would argue the Colts are probably the team in the league that people just know the le- the least about. Uh, they got another linebacker by the name of Anthony Walker, 97 tackles and 10 for loss. So he's the Jalen to Leonard's <laughs> Vander. Seriously, I mean, it's the same stuff. Um there's not as much talent on the on the really the rest of the defense, in my opinion. Like I said, they're just a step below. Um, I circled this. They've got so they got draft picks all over their secondary. But you know, okay, Malik Hooker's a first round pick, but Clayton Ga- Clayton Gathers, their other safeties, a, a fourth round pick. Nate Hairston, their corners, a fifth round pick. Quincy Wilson uh, out of Florida's kind of their do everything nickel guy. He's a second round pick. Uh, so it's, it's not as many resources or yeah, I don't think so compared to like Byron Cheeto, Jordan, you know, these guys all being top 100 picks. Uh, and then you can tell they're talent deficient up front because literally only one of their rotation of eight guys or two, two of them is like homegrown talents. You know, they got Marcus hunt. Who's a, a washout from Cincinnati. Danico Autry. Have you ever heard that name? No. Which he might make the Pro Bowl. Who are you? He might make the Pro Bowl. Uh, defensive tackle. They stole him out of Oakland. He's got eight sacks. He's had five in the last two games. Wow. AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, and then Jabal Sheard is a guy they got from New England. He's got five and a half sacks. He's their best. What's pass his rusher. first name? Jabal. Jabal. Jabal Sheard. Nice. You pronounce it. Yeah, Jabal Sheard. Ball. Um. So it, in my opinion, and and you know, just like we talked about the offense yesterday, like they're clearly trying to revamp this thing. They're gonna be signing and drafting guys with all that cap space and their draft picks. But 
They're trying to make it work right now with what they got, and it's working pretty well. Like They've got just as many sacks as, as the Cowboys have with 35. I think that's the biggest difference. Matt Eberflus, without Rod Marinelli, seems like he's more willing to, to bring pressure. They've been blitzing a lot the last two weeks. They've got 14 sacks in their last four games. A lot of that is coming from corner blitzes, slot blitzes. Uh, Darius Leonard blitzes like a madman. He's got seven sacks. Wow. That would put him at second on this team. And see, that's the big difference between him and Van Der Esch. Yeah. Van Der Esch has a lot of tackles, too, but he doesn't have any sacks. And, I, I'm, and, and it works for Rod Marinelli. I mean, the pass rush has been good this year, so I'm not trying to knock him, but he he doesn't like to bring pressure. Like it's, I mean, I know they've, they've done it at times this year. They've done it at times in the past, but he would prefer for his front to get all the pressure, whereas it looks like I think Matt Eberflus looked at his guys and was like, this isn't getting it done, so we're going to start blitzing, and it's it's working for him to this point. That's yeah. the way to do it, you know. And, and Eberflus knows this offensive line pretty well, yeah. and, and and he's gone up against it in practice, and he usually had Frederick and Martin and and a, and a better version of Tyron Smith, and um, now doesn't look like Martin will play. Yeah, we'll see. But it's it's going to if if Connor Williams, Xavier Suafilo, and Joe Looney are the three guys in the middle. And he likes the blitz. That, see well, even more of that. Not only does he like to blitz, that's the other thing too. Is you know, I don't think Danico Autry is on on the level of a Kawan Short, but we've or or a Fletcher Cox. But we've seen what those type of players can do. You talk about Zach Martin not being there. That's a problem unto itself. Autry, four he had four tackles, two sacks, and two and a half tackles for loss last yeah. week. It seems like if, if they're a team that likes to blitz and gets some sacks. They typically don't have rank eighth overall in, in run defense. I mean, it seems like it's a very controlled type blitz, a good run blitz type, big, yeah. where you're you're not you know leaving yourself open for a big run or big play there. And they are. I mean, obviously, I always say this. Like, I trust the Cowboys to be able to run the ball against anybody. But like, I don't. Those numbers aren't fluky because since they started winning these games, uh, they've only allowed like. They've only allowed one team to go over 100 yards as a team in the last five weeks. As a team, it's a team. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, the other, they're they're very opportunistic. They've got 21 takeaways. That's five more than the Cowboys have. Uh, this last game against the Texans was the first time all year they have not managed to take away in a mm. game. That's, mm. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I looked it up for the sake of comparison. The Cowboys haven't managed to take away in three games. So they're all right, but the Colt these guys. They play opportunistic defense. They get picks. They get fumbles. Um, and with Dak, I mean, that's not hard to do. That's, I'm, yeah, know? I mean, at this point, you know, I I literally I'm posting a column right now about how I'm I'm sold on Dak. Like, for better or for worse, yeah, yeah, his warts and all of that. I'm sold. I'm I'm fine with it. Um, but you, I can't deny his ball security has been bad mm -hmm. for most of the last basically for this entire winning streak, especially in the pocket, which is a problem against a good pass rush. Yeah, and we've seen how many fumbles he's had, and, yeah. and he, he's been pretty lucky at getting the ball back, but last time, last week, that's where it didn't really work out. You know, they recovered it. The fumbles that he's had, I mean, he, he I guess he does lead the league in fumbles, mm -hmm. but like that's not that surprising considering that he's been sacked almost 50 times. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess so, if you look at I mean, it. I mean, way. it's yes. not like just being tackled. It's being tackled when you're looking up and you're about to throw. I mean, now he, he has been fortunate to get some of these fumbles back, but I, I, a guy that, that has that many sacks is going to fumble the ball a lot.
Yeah, you're I you're right, but I don't know. Just hold on to it. Just, <laughs> just hold on to the ball. I mean, I mean you you think that divisional game against the Packers two years ago. I mean, Jeff Heath hit Aaron Rodgers as hard as you can hit someone in the back. Miracle. And it's, it's miracle. like that should have been a fumble, and they recover it. Bailey goes right out onto the field and kicks a field goal, and they should win and go to the championship game. It would have been my first NFC championship game, if you haven't noticed that. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I was in a lot of other people yeah. here. So, uh, and he didn't. He didn't. He didn't fumble the ball. And then, like, that's a. I don't know. That's a credit. It, it shocks me that these guys get hit sometimes and don't fumble. Well, and that's, I mean, it's something that we make fun of during the combine. It's the underwear Olympics, but like hand size matters when it comes to stuff like yeah. that. Like if you can just palm the ball and especially if you've got two hands on it and that's, I'm not a quarterback's coach, but that's why they always say, you know, you got to hold it up here and give yourself better leverage for when somebody comes to swipe that thing. Right. And if you, you got both your paws on it, and if your hands are as big as people would prefer them to be, you at least have a decent shot. And yeah. I don't know Dak's hand size off the top of my head, but I think they're big enough that he should be able to do that. I just think you work on it a little bit. Dang. They're big. Because one day he was at the podium. Han, don't laugh. I think he should wear a glove on his <laughs> non-dominant hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I actually, like, he has literally had so many. He And I'm not talking about getting mauled by a guy and dropping the ball like he's had so many weird plays like the one where he kind of dribbled it to himself yeah. and he's had a couple Aaron Brooks moments where he goes back to throw and it comes out like right. I'm wondering if like is are his hands just sweating during these games and like maybe he should be wearing gloves I mean Ben Roethlisberger does it swear one on your non-throwing hand if you can't throw with one I think it's so if you're running with the ball it gives you a list of a little bit better shot of holding on to it. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I will right. pass that on to Dak, and he will say, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me clarify something real quick. Yeah. The hand comment, I just saw him talking yeah. at the podium after a game one day, and, you know, he he holds the podium, podium right here. And I was just looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're big. Like, I, 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 that's something that you don't really pay attention or, like, see up close as far as, like, Hell yeah. hands from a quarterback. So... It, it's crazy. But I wanted to ask you about something else. You mentioned the secondary being pretty young. How yeah. do you see them playing against, again, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, just the Cowboys wide receivers overall? Well, I mean, again, this is the Dallas defense. I mean, it's not the Dallas defense. Tampa defense yeah, yeah. goes back forever. But they're going to they're gonna limit the big play. Uh, Malik Hooker is like your center fielder, I think. No, I know. I mean, he was the 17th overall pick. He is a better safety in terms of like instincts and coverage i think than than the guys here and uh, he's going to be back there so they're good at limiting the big play i think there's plays to be made against these guys slants all day long because if you're going to blitz and you're going to eliminate the big play that means the middle should be open but that's not where Dak has been great i mean he no. can throw the slant but we've seen some of those interceptions middle of the field throwing the ball like intermediate left side two picks in that game I hate to lean on this because we just saw them have a good game for the first time ever, but exactly. be tight a ends. nice day for the tight sure ends would to be. carry that over. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and take an early break this time. When we come back, we're going to get into game day predictions since we don't have a show tomorrow as far as Nick and I. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. 
When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. It's time to put Tommy John on your end zone. Underwear is guaranteed to never ride up. Trust me, I wear it. It's nothing like you've ever worn before. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get 20% off your first order. Good Christmas gift for you or for anyone around you. Yeah, for women too. There you go. Very, very soft fabric. There you go. Very comfortable. I think I've completed it. Let's go. Um, uh, just trying to you know it was a crime for me to talk. I am the host, though. <laughs> Whoa, so, <laughs> good thing. Let's roll. Today. Let's go. I say when we go. Jeez. All right, let's go now. Okay. <laughs> Game day predictions. In order, in honor to you, Nick, I okay. wanted to make sure we did not miss the opportunity oh, to get. <laughs> I'm gonna go for Derek here. Let's start off with Derek Eagleton. Derek's gonna tell you that it's gonna be close, and the, the Colts are pretty good. But uh, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys here, and uh, close, hard-fought game. Like I do, I do think this is a team you got to look out for. <laughs> uh, Cowboys. Wait, wait, wait. Forty-five. So is the roof 10. open or not? Uh, I I would be surprised if they open the roof. Th- that may change, Derek's. Yeah. Well, that, no, it still comes point. down to Cowboys. <laughs> I just, hard fought game, but give me Cowboys ninety to nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> I'm you go back. I'm gonna go back and li- like has he he's picked against them probably once this no. year. I don't think. So. I don't think you don't so. think so. He's no. picked all Cowboys. No, his, yeah. No, his record is good for him. He, he knew it all along. <laughs> he did. Um, I'm going. I, I don't know. I I don't see, I don't see what the fuss is about with the, with the Colts and and I, I obviously their defense is pretty 
pretty good, but I don't think that they're going to be able to score a whole lot of points. But I, I, I do think it'll be a challenging game. You can't keep losing guys on the offensive line and expect it's just going to be okay. So especially your best overall player in uh, Zach Martin. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I still think the Cowboys that they just I think they've got a roll in at this point. I'm going to let Dave actually put my score in. But I got I've got the Cowboys doubling up the Colts, so you pick the score. So doubling up the Colts, mm. based on these teams, I'm saying that means they win twenty to ten. Okay, sounds good. I was gonna twenty six thirteen something, but twenty to ten. That's well, my score. Other than twenty to ten, if you're gonna double somebody up, yeah. like those, in, a, in a football score, it's hard to come up with a you know they're not gonna win twenty one to eleven, are they? Or twenty twenty two to eleven? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I can't do math. Yeah. Twenty four to twelve? I doubt it. Yeah. Twenty eight fourteen. I guess there you go. All right. Twenty to ten. That sounds good. Nick's 20, got him winning twenty, 20 to, 10. to ten. That sounds good. What about you, Dave? Um, I sort of agree with Nick. Like I on paper, I don't see what the fuss is about. But if you watch them play, like the defense is swarming. They got a lot of young talent. They're confident. They're at home. Maybe most importantly, they they need it. They yeah. need it. They're fighting for. I mean, they're you know they're F-O-F-L. too. Yeah, they're fighting for their lives. Which and, and I mean the Cowboys haven't clinched anything, but they have a nice little cushion that they've built here that they don't need this game quite as bad. Uh, I think desperate team theory comes into play. Having said all of that, like basically what I'm saying is this game gives me an uneasy feeling, but I'm too convinced by everything the Cowboys have done these last five weeks, and I don't think the Colts are so good that I'm going to bet against them now. You know, like if they were playing, if they were playing the Saints or the Rams, I'd probably I'd pick them to lose. But this this Colts team is scrappy but flawed, and I just think the Cowboys ought to be good enough to sneak out of there with a win. I do not think it'll be comfortable yeah uh does it concern you it has been a while since the cowboys have played away from home yeah we know the struggles they had but at the same time they did not have amari cooper no well they were terrible they were terrible on the road before coop but when in the two games they played since they got him they beat the eagles and the falcons yep which were those games comfortable for anybody? No. No, they were no. not. None of these five games have been no. comfortable. No, no. And that I expect it to continue. I think Luck Luck can beat these guys. He can make some plays on this defense. But they don't run the ball that well. And that's that's my thing. I just don't think they can be I got I got Cowboys winning uh twenty twenty to sixteen. There we go. Nice, a nice ugly score. A score that implies a lot of field goals and uh, a tense finish because that's probably what's going to happen. Okay. What do you got? Um, mine is simple. I picked the Cowboys. I'm in. They they've sweetened me up. I'm riding with them all the way, and I think it will come down to like an extra point or something like that. Mm. Like just one extra point, they'll make it in and they win the game. Every every noon window in the NFL has at least one ber- berserk finish. I mean, you know, the last time this team played at noon was Atlanta, game-winning field goal at the yeah. la- at the buzzer. The Dolphins and the Patriots, what they just did the other day. Uh, the, I mean, the Colts and the the Colts and the Texans played a frantic finish the other day, and so that's that's what's going to happen. It'll be. I looked this up for my column actually, um, and now I forgot. I think. Uh, Eight of the eight of their thirteen games 
have been de- actually no ten of their thirteen games have been decided by a score, one score, and six have been in doubt in the final minutes, and four have been decided on the final play of the game. Wow! So I mean, if you're expecting anything other than stress, you're probably wrong. Houston, Detroit, and Houston, Detroit first Washington game, and then this Eagles game. No wait, no, so five, five, five. Atlanta too. Yeah, Atlanta, Houston, Detroit, Atlanta. Five of Philly, your games on the final play of the game. Yeah, that's nuts. Even by the Cowboys standards, which also for my column, did I tell you this? I know I told Brian. So Philly was my 96th regular season game. Or no, my 96th game that counted between regular season and playoffs covering the team. 37 of them have been decided by a score or less or like, you know, been close at the finish. So the playoff game on January 5th or 6th will be your 100th game. That sounds right, yes. Nice. I hope it's the 6th. I'm in a wedding on the 5th. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, a third, of the, a third of the time this team plays, it's stressful. Okay, That's crazy. No doubt. Now, let's answer some Twitter questions. I've seen several people asking about this same topic, but do you guys think that the Cowboys will end up losing Chris Richard during the offseason? And if so, what will happen to the defense? Are you guys concerned that that would be – that would really affect the defense and what they've been yeah. able to accomplish so far. Well, I think it would be a, a tough loss, but I, I don't know any other way around it, really. It just depends on how things finish here. Um, you know, it, with each game and each win, it, it you kind of wonder about Jason Garrett's, um, you know, future. I mean, yeah. I, I still think that, uh, you know, I've said all along this season that, that I thought that Garrett needs to be in the NFC Championship game or win a couple of games in the playoffs, or he probably won't be back. But every season's different, and the way this thing has gone right now, it's like it, you wouldn't think that they would make a change there. Um, and that's really the only way to keep him. I, I say all that because that's really the only way to keep Richard. You you can't make him the defensive coordinator or all that. You if he gets offered a head coaching job, then he'll Oh, he he's gonna go for it. But that's that's, that's I, I talked to him when I talked to him back at training camp, he I mean, I asked him basically that same question, like, are you wanting to be a head coach? Like and he without hesitation, he's like, Absolutely. And that's like, why he's that, here. Yeah. He's here because you know, you, the the Dallas Cowboys are very visible yeah. and they're gonna be on TV and they're gonna show him and especially if he gets in a fight with a other team before a game <laughs> i will say this though and i i mean in uh, barring just a complete collapse i can't imagine that jason garrett doesn't keep his job mm-hmm. um but that i think yeah that's a good thing for your odds of keeping chris richard because he can only he can only leave for a head coaching job right i mean the cowboys don't have to let him out of his contract to go be somebody else's coordinator Right, right, right. He can only only leave your contract for head coaching job. Right, and I know we think the world of him. He's done wonders for this defense, but you got like you kind of got to take a step back too. Is is one season in Dallas as the co defensive coordinator enough to get you a head for coaching me? Yes, job? that's what I just said. Of <laughs> I course, don't for you, like you, you know him, you like well, him, you've watched just him. Just sign mostly. here, sign okay. here. He's gonna he's gonna get in the room with somebody for an interview. It's possible. Is he gonna lose it in that room? You, Probably not. I mean, they, he's gonna win it. Gosh, the, uh, 
just the way he carries himself yeah. and the the way okay. the things that he says. I mean, I will hire my, him in a my, heartbeat. My only point being, but there's there's only so many. What there there will probably be eight openings or something like that, and yeah. that's not a lot of openings. And there's a lot of talented coaches at the NFL level, college football coaches, um, and it's a I mean it's a big job to give to somebody. So I, and I'm I'm not betting against Chris Richard. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. one year in Dallas. It might it might not be enough to sway some people that he's ready for it. I don't know. It, How many years is in his contract? They don't you release know? those, is but it, typically coaching well, contracts are two or three years. He's, he's certainly going to get interviews because he's deserving. I'll just say that he is absolutely deserving, and he'll get interviews. He'll also get interviews because it, he would be. You have to interview an um, an African American, and he would be. I mean. You'd be right at the top of the, of the charts for anybody that has a vacancy to interview him. But I'm saying that because he's absolutely deserving. Yeah. But he's going to get in a room, and I just can't, I can't see him losing the job there. Yeah. So so I say all that. Let's just say I, I don't know two and one here down the stretch. Whatever. Cowboys fourth seed. They they win the division. Get the hats. All that stuff. Seattle comes in. So two and one. Ten and six. Ten and six finish. Ten okay. and six finish. They're the NFC East champions. You're the fourth seed. You play Seattle. You lose. You didn't play well. Highlighters came in. They beat you, Russell. You couldn't tackle them. They beat you a low-scoring game. They beat you 13-10, to 10, and you're out. All this excitement, all this finish the fight, all this stuff, and you've lost. Yep. A very possible I, outcome. He may, not, he may not be the head coach. It's he, possible. Because right now, it's a five-game winning streak. You know, you're at the top of the roller coaster here. Like, ah, this is great. But if, if it doesn't end in a favorable way, especially after a one-and-done, because I know there were some – unhappy people when they lost to the Packers two years ago after 13 and three. So if that happens again, I, I don't think it's a, it's a guarantee because what we've seen right now is good. It's going to, if it's not a Super Bowl, it's going to end in a frustrating, disappointing way. And, and I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I mean, it's possible to envision a scenario where you make the playoffs and people are just I, freaking furious at the way it finishes. I mean, yeah, what you just described and and honestly, I don't know the answer. Like, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Like, okay, yeah, you you lose to the Colts, then you win the last two, you win the division, you play Seattle, and you play like crap, and you lose. I I wouldn't be surprised by either outcome. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. it's like, let's run it back. Maybe we get a new offensive coordinator. Maybe yeah. we promote Chris Richard, and we're good. Or yeah, maybe it sucks so much that you blow the whole thing up. I, and I just, I love to say there's only like two or three people in the world that can answer that question. Right. I, I think the best scenario for him that doesn't include a Super Bowl victory is you, you got to win that first game. You go to the Saints or the Rams, probably maybe the Saints, and 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 you got to compete. You got to you got to you know ball out in that game and, and have a good showing. If you don't beat the one or two best teams in the league on the road. I don't see them really making a change there, but I think I think if whatever it is, if it ends in a in a shocking slash disappointing way, because losing is going to be disappointing, but in a right. surprising, disappointing fashion, yeah. I don't think that's good for the coach. As long as you don't, for lack of a better phrase, like wet the bed, which and you know you're thirteen and three, you won eleven games in a row, and you lose your first game, people would describe that as wetting the bed. Yeah. And well. If, you know, show I deal with that a lot lately. And hey, you gotta have some patience. There. <laughs> you got a three-year-old. Yeah. So don't. Yeah, don't Go come at the bed. Don't come out and play terrible in the first playoff game. Like that's yeah. that's a bad idea. That talks when you start saying like the when you talked about the two different scenarios and possibilities, mm -hmm. and when it comes down down to like the whole wiping out the whole thing. Mm -hmm. 
I don't really understand that whole concept. And I know how if you bring a certain head coach or whatever, they bring in their staff that they want and all that. But why would you wipe out, let's say, someone that has actually done some positive things, although the end outcome... Garrett, we're talking about Garrett? No, I'm talking about like let's say different positions. Which well, position coach. There's no guarantee like that. of that. First of all, which this week is a great example. Matt Eberflus signed in Indy to be Josh McDaniels' defensive coordinator, and he went back to New England. He bailed on them. They hired a new head coach, and they were like, "Ah, eh, we still we'll 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 keep Eberflus around. Like we can do that." So it's yeah. I mean, in a scenario where another coach came in here, like he could opt to try to keep Chris Richard, and Chris Richard could hang hang around here. But yeah, the 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 answer to your question is because coaches want to work with who they want to work with. It's like Chris, you're really great and yada yada, but you run Seattle's defense, and I want to run you yeah, know the Jets' yeah. defense. I mean, it's what I, I mean. So I'm trying to think yeah. of an analogy, but you want no, I get it. you want the people that make you feel comfortable with what you want to do. Yeah, and if they don't fit that, then you can go somewhere else. We'll have to keep waiting to see what really happens in this off season. But in the meantime, we have a game against the Colts this weekend. Let's hope the Cowboys come out with another win. And yeah, the the guys, Dave, uh, Brian, Brothers, nine o'clock tomorrow. I have a, Rob, Nate. I'm excited about this show. Brian, basically, when I got here this morning, he was like, "We're gonna fight for an hour." Like, so <laughs> nice. That's the attitude. He's gonna. He's gonna. Yeah, we're gonna have some good spirited discussion. You don't fight with someone on their birthday. Sure, you do. Like, not fight, fight. Like, he's not gonna punch. I me. fought with Brian all day yesterday. That's true. It'll be fun. <laughs> he fights with me all the time. Anyways, we're gonna have a hat right here on on uh, Monday. If they if they win this game, oh sweet, we'll we'll get one. We'll steal one from somebody. That would be dope. Yeah, yeah they'll have championship hundreds of them. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. For Nick Eman, David Hellman, Amber Garcia, this has been Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!